0: Hello everyone. Thanks to the good folks over at O'Reilly Media. We will be giving away a free pass to OSCON 2015 in Portland. To enter, just send us an email at show at thecloudcast.net between now and Friday, July 10th, and tell us about your open source journey. Most interesting story wins. And even if you don't win, use the code cloud20 and you'll get a 20% discount on your registration. Thanks for listening. And now onto the show.
1: Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is The Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world.
2: Good morning, good evening. Welcome back to another episode of The Cloudcast. We are still here at DockerCon 2015 out in San Francisco. Um, we are a lot of interesting stuff, so we're getting into the afternoon, uh, a lot of cool stuff from the keynote. And, you know, as, as you guys all know, we'll, we always do a mix of, Uh, you know, some of the bigger companies you've heard of. And then the stuff that we love is whenever we get a chance to talk to new startups, especially really new startups, people with unique ideas, unique ways of trying to solve problems. And today we're excited. We've got uh, Jeff and Louise from DataWise. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you very much. Um, So we ended up uh, talking, Louise and I ended up bumping into each other at at the Docker event last night and got to talking. And um, Give us a little bit of your background, because your background is, is pretty rich, um, and tell us the types of problems you guys are trying to solve. Because it's a, it's a rich set of backgrounds, and then you're trying to, to, to take on a very big problem around containers, which is great, because it's, uh, it's got the opportunity to go make big, big differences. So tell us
3: about yourselves and what you guys are trying to do with DataWise. Absolutely. So uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, really glad to be here. Um, you know, we're really excited about Dr. Khan. We're really excited about containers. Uh, the core of the team came from uh, Cisco. We were the development team for the Unified Compute System (UCS) okay. system. Yep. So, for those who aren't familiar with UCS, um, it was Cisco's entrance to the server business. Um, we um, the, the claim to fame was basically integrating virtual machines with servers and the network. And managing them uh, holistically for density, performance, uh, and when we were at Cisco, we were looking at um, you know new technologies and new trends, uh, and one of them being open source software, open source uh, right. uh, uh, applications like big data and NoSQL, uh, as well as uh, open source uh, innovations like Linux containers and Docker. So we got really excited about that. Um, there was also another trend that we were uh, interested in, that was towards commodity hardware. Mm-hmm. You know, being from Cisco, we we had some great customers, but they all wanted to maybe move something to, to something a little more commodity. Sure. And uh, so we saw a great opportunity to to look at storage, uh, which was also missing from Cisco at that time, and network issues, uh, what we like to call I/O issues, especially related to these new apps uh, and containers.
2: Yeah, and you definitely, Aaron and I were both around when, when UCS first came out, and it was, you know, having sort of lived in the system days when it was lots of pieces, and now you had one approach, one view systematically of what it looked like. It was It was pretty revolutionary, and so, but it then introduced a new set of challenges you had. Uh, you know, we used to joke when we first started the show, we used to call it uh, two guys in one wire because we thought that whole converged <laughs> network thing was going to be this huge, it's, its own industry. It kind of blended in with everything else. But, um, yeah, it's trying to solve I.O. challenges, storage,
3: network on top of system is a, is a complicated thing. So having that expertise is huge for you guys. And actually, it's been uh, exacerbated by this whole movement towards commodity hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go out and you buy this white box. Uh, and it's got a whole bunch of disks, and it's got a whole bunch of memory, and 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 now, like, you know, the, the, the cluster's a new compute. It's all about data, not just data at rest anymore, but data movement. So uh, the I.O. problems get even harder to solve. Uh, it's kind of like going backwards in time to 20 years ago, uh, where now you're managing things kind of bare metal, one machine at a time. So when you're talking about these new apps... Uh, where their data set now spans multiple boxes and you're trying to containerize them, you know, network issues and storage issues uh, basically multiply. Yeah, and so
0: we were joking around uh, before we hit record of, yeah, one of the big things is everyone's, you know, Docker is easy, containers are easy, and we were saying, well, it's because we hadn't really solved a lot of the hard problems yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But but so uh, with that in mind, you know, like at the end of the day, what problems are you trying to solve? Well, we feel that containers have a lot of challenges
3: around uh, storage and network. And I think a lot of the companies that you see out there and a lot of solutions try to address one or the other. And we feel, again, with a lot of data movement and and, uh, these new apps that it's really – you have to solve both holistically. You have to look at not just how data is stored but how it's moved. And that involves – You know, network and storage. So I think we like to call it, you know, solving IO as opposed to solving network issues and and solving storage issues. And this isn't just about making things simpler uh, or easier to manage. This is also about performance, about quality of service, and about, you know, other things that people know and love about traditional uh, enterprise kind of solutions. Right. Yeah. And I I think one of the things, I mean, we used to see this, Aaron, when, when Back in
2: the day, there was there was a storage silo team. There was a network silo team. I worked at Cisco for a long time. You spoke to one team. When when UCS came along, all of a sudden you had uh, the room kind of became a blended team. And I think over the last four or five years, that's that's happened. So you guys take an approach that says it's an I/O problem, and and you've got to think because now you've got you don't just have, have north and south flows anymore. As You've got east and west flows. You've got, um, you know, sort of these operational teams that that are trying to figure out, well, where does this demarcation point stop and that start? So you guys are still sort of in stealth. It's still early days. What is... Project 6. So if, I, if we go to your website, you see this Project 6. What's that mm-hmm. about? What's, it, what's, what's on your and shirts? He, Tell got us what's going yes. on. Yeah.
1: Project 6 is a preview of what we're working on that exemplifies some of the concepts Jeff talked about. Okay. Uh, at its core, it's a system for deploying and managing containers across a cluster of hosts. And it really tries to emph- emphasize uh, simplified networking to give every container its own IP address, make them first-class citizens on the network, and also include some embedded DNS to simplify service discovery, let containers find each other and speak to each other. Uh, It also tries to take local disk, Local disk partitioned into either persistent or temporary storage volumes uh, according to what the container needs uh, and minimize the the need for external storage. You know, have it be a very self-contained unit. The container gets scheduled along with the storage it needs, it gets an IP address and get a cluster up and running very, very quickly.
2: Right. And and everything's software, right? Like you and I were talking Mm -hmm. last night, everything's software, you can run it in one of the public clouds or you can run it on prem, correct?
1: So we're actually focused on-prem. Okay. Uh, I think that's one of the areas where we're unique. Uh, we feel like Google and Amazon are doing great things in the public cloud uh, to simplify running containers. But, you know, that automation, that simplicity is missing for enterprises. And we'd like to bring some of that to, to their environments. Cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think we, I mean, we hear that all the time. It's, uh, well, you can run this at 10,000 server scale or 50. And a lot of people will go, I don't, I don't have that. I have a hundred servers, but I'd still like, <laughs> can to, I, I do 10? Yeah. I want to go do 10 <laughs> or I want to do a hundred, but they all have the problem of, I want to go faster. So it's, it's, it's great that you guys are trying to, you know, get to a, a segment of the market that yeah. doesn't have 10,000 server problem.
0: So how do you define almost like the demarcation points, if you will? right between what is docker and what is built into docker and where do you guys pick up and or interoperate you know tell me a little bit yeah. about that
1: well, I'd say it's been a very fluid uh, demarcation, <laughs> sure. right? it's cha- changing day to day. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I think when, when we first got started, we, we believed uh, that the gaps were there and, and the st- storage and network issues would need to be resolved. Uh, that's proven true. And now the the plugins and the APIs to start uh, integrating and collaborating with some of these open source projects are becoming more clearly defined. And we're excited to, to sort of pick up the newest releases and start integrating with those right. hooks.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a matter of, you know, like uh, what, like, Version 1.7 of Docker, which is the latest version, comes out in a bunch of new plug architectures, and you, exactly you guys right. have to kind of go back and go, okay, cool, this is what we have to do now, right? <laughs> right?
1: And then it's a matter of iterating from there. Yeah, you prototype something quickly, and then you sort of make it production-ready by integrating with the APIs that are becoming mature. Sure. Right.
2: Now, how much of what you guys are building is, I mean, you, you talk about open source being a trend. How much of what you're building will be open
3: source bits, and how much will be, you know, commercialized uh, aspects of the product? Well, I think right now uh, everything that we're developing is open source. Uh, you know, Project Six right now is a is a download so that people can look at the binary. Uh, but we're working on open sourcing that to its fullest uh, within the next probably quarter or so. Okay. Um, now that being said, uh, Project Six is only one of the things that Datawise is working on. So we'll gradually roll other things
0: out as the year goes goes along. Okay. okay. So how does how does Project Six compare to? Docker Swarm or Mesos or Kubernetes, like kind of give everyone that maybe aren't familiar with where all the products lie in the ecosystem, like give us the lay of the land. There.
1: It's probably most closely aligned with Kubernetes, I'd okay. say, you know, early on we saw the trajectory of that project having a lot of potential. And so we chose to extend it uh, over time. We want to add compatibility with Docker Swarm, with Mesos. We feel like they have the same need for persistent storage and they're starting to create the plugins necessary to, to collaborate with them
2: yeah are you guys um, do, do you find as you're as you're talking to say early customers, are you going after certain types of applications? I mean you talked a little bit about big data um, obviously you, you've both got background in in uh, traditional applications as well like are there certain customer problems that, that sort of align applications at this point or is it sort of just operational scale what's what if somebody were, were listening and they said that sounds like me, I should go download the bits like what's a what's a great profile for a customer these days?
3: I think uh, many of the profiles of the customers that we've been talking to are stateful apps. So okay. uh, most of the container deployments that we have found today are stateless, and it's been always challenging to go take that next step and make you know the container environment a little more general purpose. So I think where you'll see a lot of value are uh, in those environments that are deploying things like Big Data, or NoSQL, or even legacy apps like MySQL. So if you look at those kind of applications, that really does apply fairly broadly across the board.
0: Yeah, you bring up a great point there because so I was uh, having lunch with some folks, and we were actually talking about a little bit about how this trajectory of Docker and containers compares to OpenStack. And if you go back to early, early days of OpenStack, it, you know, some people kind of forget but it was really designed to be more ephemeral stateless uh you know cloud computing in the the day you know wasn't about storing a lot of that stuff and maybe it was really that way and maybe that was just low-hanging fruit that Mm -hmm. was easy to pull down but at the end of the day we moved towards stateful applications and at least the the customers i'm talking to you almost are starting to very much see that very quickly here of you, like when I was sitting in the tutorial this morning, they were like, okay, we're really, you know, what's a good Docker container? It's stateless. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see some people kind of going, eh. Well,
1: and, and, you, and the
2: thing about it that the, I don't want to call it like the big white elephant in the room, but if you go out and look at the top 10 Docker images that are out there, I mean, seven or eight of them are traditional database. It's MySQL. It's, um, you know, some things like that. So it's, they're still there. They're still in use. People are going to, you know, they want to, in some cases, they don't need to rewrite the application, but they want to take advantage of the speed and the efficiency
3: and, and the portability and stuff. So um,
2: helping them with that is a, is a big deal. You know?
3: Absolutely. And the, the other potential of containers that we see is that you don't necessarily have to run it on a hypervisor. It yep. could run on bare metal. Yep right so why not? I mean why why do you have to pay the overhead of an operating system per application for example Where right. these are all server side apps you really only need one one OS uh, but you still need the um, the isolation potentially the the performance of bare metal but you want to be able to also pack them in very very densely right right so
2: if somebody wants to to reach out to you guys engage around project six and so forth what's the
1: what's the engagement model today we have a Project 6 GitHub page. That's the best way to try and download the product. Yeah. Also our website and an email address, project6 at datawise.io.
2: Very cool. Very cool. So um, anyways, we'll, we'll wrap this up real quick. If people want to kind of find out more about where do you, like, what events are you guys going to be at? They can see you in person or you know other than email and the GitHub page. What's the best way to engage you guys?
1: Uh, I think email is the best way to reach us. We're happy to help you with your environment and setting something up. Cool. And we'll see you at uh, LinuxCon in a couple months as well. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely visit our website, Datawise.io.
2: Good, good deal. Well, with that, uh, you know, for for Jeff and Louise and, and Aaron, guys, thanks for being on. Uh, excited, we're always excited to have to have new startups, folks that are you know going to go break new ground and really kind of solve problems. I like the fact that you guys sort of aren't. Just building technology, you're looking at it from a purely a solving problem perspective. You've solved a type of problem before, so um, so folks, go take a look at it, Datawise.io, uh, and for that, uh, we're going to wrap it up. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or uh, on the web at thecloudcast.net. Guys, thanks, and uh, we'll uh, have some more shows from DockerCon. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.